Welcome. My name is Jesse and you are listening to The Wake Up Call. This show is about opening your eyes to how you've been living, bringing awareness to the standard you've been operating at, and helping you start living to your full potential. There are two ways I'll help you do this. One, by disciplining your mind, and two, by strengthening your body. It's time to take stock of your current performance and go to the next level. Let's do this. G'day guys, welcome back to another episode of The Wake Up Call, episode 111. I'm going to get in your face and make you feel a little bit uncomfortable. And the goal of this episode is to really help you start to reflect on the actions, behaviors, choices, and decisions that you're making in your life and how that relates to your health and fitness goals. So if you've been following this podcast and my information for a while, you know that I don't sugarcoat my words and today's episode is going to be no different. First and foremost, guys, I want to reiterate that your goal, your fitness goal, your strength goal, your body composition goal, it does not care about your feelings. It does not give one iota of a fuck about how you feel, okay? You could be having the best day of your life. You could be having the worst day of your life. You could feel amazing. You could feel energized or you could feel shithouse and you've had a terrible night's sleep. Your goal does not care. It doesn't care. Couldn't care less how you feel today, tomorrow, or next week. So you've got to get it into your head that it's irrelevant. You have to stop thinking that, you know, every day is going to be a good day or that, you know, your goal is going to cut you some slack because, you know, you had a tough day. We all have tough days, guys. You've really got to stop letting your emotions and how you feel dictate how you act on a day-to-day basis. Because if you don't, you're always going to be held hostage by your feelings and emotions. This is why I talk so much about the mindset and your state of mentality, how you think. Because your mind is primary. Your brain and how you think will dictate the actions that you take. hope that makes sense. I hope you can start to see the picture coming clearer and clearer. It's not your body that tells the mind what to do. It's the other way around. What you think will then determine how you act. Okay, the mind is primary, your body is secondary. Now, again, I'm gonna beat this until it goes directly into the depths of your brain. So it is burned in there, so you can never forget it ever again. The goal that you have in mind, whatever that goal is, you know your goal better than anybody else on this planet. The goal that you have It is ambivalent to your feelings or emotions. You must start to eliminate that from your thinking. Far too many people get bogged down by their feelings and what their goal requires of them. Now, what do I mean by this? For example, if your goal is muscle hypertrophy, if you want to build more muscle, if you want to have more muscle mass on your frame, for optimal results, you will likely have to strength train three to five days per week, okay? So think about your current body composition, how your body looks and is shaped, okay? If one of your goals or if your main goal is, hey, I Jesse, I wanna have more muscle. I wanna have more definition. I want to you know, look like somebody who lifts. I wanna look athletic. Awesome, it's a terrific goal, good for you. I want you to achieve that goal. If that is your goal, you're going to have to strength train. You're gonna to have to lift weights ideally three to five days per week. This is not up for discussion or interpretation, okay? 
And I say three to five days per week because it really comes down to where you are on your journey. If you're brand new to lifting weights, I'm not gonna throw you in the deep end and say five days per week. I'm gonna start you with three. We build that base, we build that level of consistency to the point where it becomes normal and a habit for you to train three days per week. If you're an intermediate lifter and you need some you know, progressive overload strategies and different ways to induce progress, you might be working four days per week and we put you on a different type of training plan that helps to stimulate growth. And if you're really advanced, or if you're very serious about your goals and you are committed to investing the time that it takes to make the best gains and get the best results possible, you'll be training five days per week. Okay? I'm not asking what you would like to do here. If your goal is muscle hypertrophy, I'm not gonna say, I'm not gonna say to you, hey, you tell me what you would like to do. And it's not me having a dig at you. I'm not saying I know more than you, you listen to me. I'm saying for your goals, this is what's required. It's like a doctor or a specialist giving you a prescription. You know, if you've got a, an infection or something, you get antibiotics, they say, take this amount of tablets for this amount of days. It's not a suggestion, it's written on the box. Take this for that long, you'll get the result that you're looking for. Okay, hopefully you can see how that kind of equates and gives you a bit of a picture. Okay, he's not saying, you know, on some days if, you know, if you want to take a tablet, go for it. And on other days, if you don't want to take it, don't take it. He's telling you, point blank, fucking do this. You have an infection. To fight off the infection, this is what you need to do. You're either going to follow the instructions and do what he says, or you're fucking not. It's not a back and forth. He's telling you. This is the outcome you want. You currently have an infection. If you would like to get rid of the infection, do this. The same thing is for hypertrophy. If you want more muscle mass, you will train X amount of days and you will follow this program. If you don't like that, tough shit. It's, it's not a fucking suggestion. If you want the goal, you are going to be required to follow a certain plan. And this is where, again, you might have to get yourself a reality check and a bit of a wake-up call, hence the name of my podcast, to where you are in reality. Because right now, if you're thinking, hey, Jesse's saying I need to train three days a week, I don't have time to train three days per week. Well, where are your priorities? Because if your goal is, I want to build muscle, I'm sick of looking skinny, or I'm sick of being skinny fat, or you know, I want to actually look powerful and strong. If that is your goal and it means so much to you, you'll follow the plan to a T as prescribed okay you won't say all right where can i cut a corner where can i you know i'd like to do this instead no 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 that's what it takes you're either going to get on the plan and follow it or you're not you're going to do the work and get the results or you're not understand good and this is where a lot of people get disheartened and they start to really you know, they get down on themselves and they start playing, you know, the victim game. Why is it so hard for me? Why is building muscle so difficult for me? It's not difficult for you. It's just difficult. Period. End of sentence. Okay. I'm going to go through a really bit, a really quick bit of how the human body functions as an organism. Your body does not want to change. Whatever your current physique, whatever your current level of strength, whatever your current level of fitness is right now, your body does not want to change 
at all. Where you are at this moment in time is where your body likes to be. This is called homeostasis. It's a state of balance. Okay, your body has gotten to a certain point because of the way that you've acted and lived and the decisions and behaviors you have made over a number of years, not weeks, not months, but years. So when you start trying to change the state of affairs, whether it be building muscle, getting stronger, decreasing body fat, increasing your fitness, your body actually puts up a fight. It, it kind of puts its hands up, it's like, whoa, what is happening? You are creating a disturbance to homeostasis. It does not like it. You have upset the body's natural cadence, its natural rhythm. It's found a really nice place. It's found a really nice home where it can conserve as much energy and do as little as possible because from a, a organism standpoint, that is terrific. Your body is here for survival. So when you start to change the status quo and you start making it do things that it's not accustomed to, the body doesn't like it. It doesn't mean it's wrong. It just means the body doesn't like it. And this is good. You're now having a bit of back and forth between you and your body. Because again, your goal doesn't give a fuck what you do or don't want. It just needs to know, are you doing what's required to make the goal come into fruition or not? Hope you can see that kind of, that tug of war there, okay? In order for you to change your body, you must place change upon your body. But it doesn't like change because it likes homeostasis or it likes conserving energy. So when you understand that concept, you start to actually realize, hey, I must push my body. I must go beyond what I've previously done. I must follow the plan. Because if you do that on a frequent enough basis to the intensity level required, your body will have no other option except to change. Your body has two choices here, adapt or die. And from an organism standpoint, you aren't going to fucking die. That's why we are the dominant species on the planet is because we have learned how to evolve and the body has a tremendous capacity for adaptation. It will adapt to the stress you place upon it. But if you do not place the necessary stress upon it, it has no reason or need to change. Cool, all right. So we understand the mechanism for change and how the body works from a physiological standpoint. In order to build muscle, we must stress the body. We must place load upon the muscles, tissues, and joints. It's a non-negotiable. If the program calls for three to five times per week, three to five, three to five times per week it is. Make it a sense? Sweet. Now, flipping gears a little bit, turning a little bit to the right. If you want to increase your strength, you are going to have to gradually, gradually being the key word, increase the volume and or load that you lift. So it means that you're either going to have to do more work in the form of more repetitions or sets, just, grad, just globally doing more reps and or lifting heavier weights. Again, this is not a suggestion. I'm not hinting, okay? I'm not saying, hey, maybe this will work or maybe it won't. I'm telling you, point blank, if you wanna get stronger, you have to either do more reps with the same weight and or lift heavier weights. That's what's required. There should be zero 
ambiguity about what that means. If today you lift 10 kilos, over time you must lift more than 10 kilos. If you do 50 reps, over time, over the coming weeks and months, you must do more than 50 reps. This is non-negotiable. You do not get a say in the matter. If your goal is strength, that is what's required. There's no gray area there. Oh, I don't feel like lifting more. Tough shit. If you want to get stronger, that's what you're going to have to do. This is what's required for increases in strength. From both a physiological standpoint, building the muscle back bigger, stronger, more resilient than it currently is, and also from a neurological perspective, because as discussed earlier, the mind is primary, the body is secondary. If you have a very weak mind-to-muscle connection, when you perform your exercises, there are going to be energy leaks. The signal that you send from your brain to the body to perform the action will not be as efficient as it could be. I hope this is all simple enough to understand. I'm trying to keep my words very clear, concise, so you can connect the dots A, B, C, and so forth. But if you ever think back to the first time you did a lunge, a forward lunge, maybe it felt very foreign to you. You'd never done it before. Okay, it felt weird. How far do I put my foot out in front? Do I, you know, is my heel supposed to come off the ground? What if my body starts, you know, bending sideways? What happens if I start twisting? What happens if my back starts rounding? You know, how do I stop all of these things from happening? After you've done a hundred, after you've done a thousand reps, not in one session, but over your training lifetime, you would start to feel like your lunges getting a lot better. It's more efficient. You don't have to think as hard about the task that you're performing. That is the neurological adaptation. You are more efficient at sending the message from the brain to the body to perform the action. You can do it quicker, you can do it better, and you can also do it with less effort. That is how your nervous system impacts your gains in strength. So this is where I teach my students, I don't care how tired you are, I just want you to focus on the technique. Always just focus on the technique, because if you do that, you move more efficiently, you reduce energy leaks, uh, energy leaks, and you do things the way they should be done. All right, so that's what's required for strength. Again, if you're not up for that, if, you, if you're not willing to sign up to that, go and pick a different goal. Because if you're not gonna do these things, you're not gonna get fucking stronger. So maybe just save yourself the time and effort and say, hey, that sounds like a little bit too much effort for me, Jesse. Um, I'd rather pick something else. I'd rather, you know, go for a walk. I'd rather sit on the couch, whatever. If that's what you'd prefer to do, cool. You do you, bro. And that's where you've got to really decide what's more important for you. What are your values? What are your priorities? Again, I'm asking you, what are your priorities? Like, what is the most important thing to you? For me personally, I have a very few things. I can count them on one hand, the things which are most important to me in my life. And I work really fucking hard on nailing those things. Because when you start to spread yourself across too many areas, you do really pour across most of them, if not all of them. Okay, so you can't have everything. You can't eat your cake. You can't have your cake and eat it too. Some people can. Anyway, doing your 
You have to be willing to do whatever your goal demands of you. You have to be. And if you're not willing to do that, and you just want to do what's most convenient, hey, you got to think, there's, it's incongruent. That is not in alignment. Those things aren't, they don't add up. You're either going to do what your goal requires of you, or you're going to try and find a shortcut and do something that's more convenient, or it's just easier, or is something that you want to do. So this, this is what you've got to ask yourself. What do you want more? Because you can have one of the following. You can have results, or you can have excuses. But you can't have both. You can't have both. People have been trying and failing for many years. It's up to you which side of the fence you want to be on. Do you want to be the person who says, hey, this is my goal. I'll do whatever it fucking takes. Or do you want to be the person who says, ah, I'll, I'll give it a little bit of a go. I won't do everything that's required. And then when I'm not there, I'll bitch and moan and complain about how the program didn't work for me. Yeah, it was the program that didn't work. That's right. Blame the program. <laughs> and I laugh and I say these things with a bit of tongue in cheek. But it's because I've seen it so many times. I've had, I still remember times where I've written people the best program for their specific goals, and then I'll touch base with them in a couple of weeks, four weeks later. This is when I was, you know, working in rec centers and commercial gyms and things like that. And I'll be like, I got this person. Like, hey, how's the program going? Show me your, you know, show me your scorecard, so to speak. And I look at it, and be like, you haven't been here for two weeks. What's going on? Ah, uh, lost motivation. Stubbed my big toe. My elbow's been a little bit sore, so I thought I'd give it a break. Fuck! Come on, man. Like, how do you expect to get any results by, by acting and living like that? Shit. You know, some anyone on the side of the street can say that's not going to work. You don't have to be, you know, a scientist to figure out that you're not going to get results by training like that and being that inconsistent. It's the same for fat loss. If you want to lose body fat, uh, body fat and lose weight on the scales, you have to do one thing, one thing, which is to create a calorie deficit. If you don't know what that means, it means that you must consume fewer calories than your body requires to function. Again, we talk about homeostasis. This is a number I'm plucking out of thin air. Okay, if your body requires 2000 calories, okay, to maintain your current weight, you must consume less than 2000 calories per day to lose weight. You may not like it, you may not be happy with it, you may not agree with it, but that's what's fucking required. If you're not willing to do that, if you are not willing to consume fewer than 2000 calories, you will not lose any weight or body fat. End of story. End of story. Again, it comes down, what do you want more? Do you want to eat the foods and drink the liquids or do you want to lose body fat? Because you can't have both. If you're not willing to consume less than your body requires, it has no reason to change. Give it a reason to change. Create the deficit, do it consistently, and watch the number on the scales go down and watch the body fat disappear. That's the math. A plus B does equal C. And there's so many different ways you can go about it. And really it's finding the right one for you and the one that you will stick to, okay? It might mean giving up alcohol. The alcohol consumption in Australia is fucking deplorable. Fucking deplorable it is 
I was watching, I was waiting for uh, SAS to come on yesterday and Home and Away happened to be on this piece of shit TV show that's been on for years that needs to be cancelled. But anyway, I was waiting to, um, I was waiting for that to finish so I could watch SAS. And there were two scenes, both of which had the actors, uh, the characters in the show drinking alcohol. I'm like, this is two scenes. I've seen the show for two minutes. I don't even want to watch it for two minutes. And both sets of actors or people in the show are drinking booze. It's just commonplace now for people to drink alcohol. And if your goal is to lose body fat, that's one of the very first places you should start. Calorie beverages. Fuck them off. And if you're not willing to give it up completely, reduce. Okay? Maybe it means eliminating snacks from your diet. The number of people who are just unwilling to get rid of those little bitty things in their day, the energy balls, the little muesli bars, the little snacks, the nuts, the handful of nuts here and the handful of nuts there. They all add up. Every single calorie that you take on board adds up to your net total. If it is not less than your body requires, you have not successfully created a calorie deficit and you will not lose any weight. Don't hate me. Don't hate the player. Hate the game. Or don't even hate the game. That's just the rules. This is the way the body works from a physiological standpoint. You don't get to debate it. Those cards have been dealt. They are set in stone. Calorie deficit. If you're not willing to do the work and make the changes to create the calorie deficit, you don't deserve to lose weight. You may be the best person in the world. You may be the nicest and the, the most selfless person in the world. And if you are, well done. Please don't stop doing those things. But understand, it doesn't change the fact you haven't created a calorie deficit. Those two things are completely different issues. All right? For people who perhaps struggle with carbohydrates, maybe it means prioritizing more protein over carbs. Get more protein in. It is more filling. They both contain the same uh, calorie intake. One gram of carbohydrates gives you four calories of energy and the same for protein. However, protein has a higher thermic effect of feeding, meaning you actually burn more calories to break it down and it is also more satiating, meaning you're actually more full from eating protein than you would be from eating carbohydrates. So that's a great swap. You could do that. Maybe it means reducing your fat intake. Avocado, nuts, oils, okay? All of these things are very simple ways to just scrape some of those calories off the top. If you have half an avocado, maybe it's a quarter you start to go to. And I should have started with this, but I'll put it in here at the end. Having zero calorie beverages. If you have a lot of weight to lose, or even a little bit of weight to lose, that is the simplest thing you can do. Is it the easiest? No. Like I said, Australians like their booze. People worldwide like their booze. Some people are willing to make changes and others are unwilling to make changes. If you're not prepared to get rid of liquids that contain calories, understand you are going to have to remove calories from something else. The calorie reduction must take place somewhere. I don't care where it is. Your body doesn't care where it is. But if it's not made, you will not lose body fat and the weight won't change, okay? 
And it might be a combination of all of those things that I just mentioned. And one thing I do wanna make crystal clear is when I'm talking about fat loss, did you notice I not, I did not once mention exercise? People looking for fat loss always think, okay, I've got to start exercising more. I've got to exercise harder. I've got to exercise for longer. Do you know what physical training does? It improves you from a performance standpoint. It makes you healthier. It makes you fitter. It makes you stronger. It helps build muscle. It improves your cardiorespiratory system. It increases your bone density. It improves your mobility. It improves your proprioception. It improves your posture. That's what the physical training is for, improving all of those physical qualities. Will it change the way that your body looks? Yes. That is secondary. If you wanna lose body fat and lose weight, you do it through nutrition. Don't keep trying to out-train a bad diet. Understand they are two separate entities. When you're training, focus on training. Extract the most amount of physical benefits possible. Once you've done that, then you could work on the nutrition piece. Don't intertwine and overlap the two. They're completely different fucking areas. All right? And this is the thing, guys. Your results, the results that you get, or the lack of results that you have, will tell you in black and white whether your actions are in line and being done to the level to produce the results you want, or if they are insufficient. Meaning, if you're seeing results, you can give yourself a good old pat on the back and say, hey, I'm taking the actions that my goal demands of me. And if it's been a matter of weeks and months and you haven't seen any progress, or maybe it's a matter of years and you haven't seen any tangible, meaningful progress, maybe it's time to look into what you're actually doing. The actions, your behaviors, the choices and decisions you make on a daily basis because they're clearly not in line with the goals that you have. Okay? that's that, Those are the facts. And this is where you can't let your emotions control what happens next. If you do, your brain, your self-dialogue will control the narrative of what happens next. Again, if you're seeing the progress and the results towards the goals that you want, great. Keep doing what you're doing it is working, go you. But if you're not getting the results you want, don't pout, don't bitch and moan, don't whine, don't get down about it. Find out what you are not doing and fix it. There is a simple solution to a lot of these things. I am one of these people, I am solution oriented. If something is a problem, my immediate thought process is, what's the solution? How can we fix it? What needs to change? Okay, and it is a decision. It is a con it's a conscious decision that I have told my brain time and time again. Problem equals opportunity. If there's something wrong, I wanna find a solution. I wanna fix it ASAP. Some people don't think like that. Actually, the majority of people don't think like that. But you can train your brain and you can train your conscious mind to think that. So then eventually, if you expose yourself to these ways of thinking for a long enough period of time, it becomes more subconscious. It becomes your default pattern, as opposed to problem equals 
or no results equal, I'll go and whine and that's me done for the day. I'll go and you know, bury my head in the sand and hope that the problem just magically fixes itself. Hint, it won't. All right, again, I will beat this into your brain. Your goals don't care if you are happy, sad, energetic, or tired. It takes what it takes. Your goal is going to be realized through taking the right actions at the right frequency, or they're not. All right? And just quickly, if you've been following this podcast for a while, and you have some big audacious goals that you're hunting down and you're getting after, I really think you should look into the 75 hard program. Okay, 75 hard. So if you want to learn more about it, just type into the Google machine, hashtag 75 hard. It's all one word. Read the read the page, go on that webpage, read it all. Okay, listen to the podcasts about it and get yourself on that program. If you have a habit of bitching out, making excuses, justifying your lack of action, you need a program like 75 hard. It is not a physical transformation program per se. Can that happen? Yes. It is more about a mental transformation. It is a mental toughness program. And it's something that I think everybody should experience. And personally, just to preface this, if you are doing sport, if you play a sport, it can be more challenging. That I I found it difficult to combine the two. I feel like that was one of the contributors to my uh, injury that I had when I came out of 75 hard, which was osteitis pubis. But if you don't play sport, it's a fucking amazing program. Okay, read about it, what it's involved. And the reason that I'm bringing this up is because it helped me to reframe how to think and what to expect of others. Because I've seen what other people who have successfully done the program, I've seen their lives and I've seen their situation. Because I can guarantee you right now there is somebody in the exact same fucking situation as you, if not worse, who's busier than you, who's got more on their plate, who's got more shit stuff being thrown at them left, right, and center, and they're still fucking getting it done. Because they have a no-fail attitude, a mentality that they will not be stopped. There is no corner cutting on 75 hard. You are required to do two 45-minute workouts per day if you don't feel like it. So just a quick little sidebar on what it is. There are five actions you must take every single day. Okay? Yeah, and you have to do it 75 days in a row. If you miss any of those things, you go back to day one. Okay? So one of the tasks is two 45-minute workouts, one of which must be outside, outdoors. Okay? If it's raining and you don't feel like getting wet and you don't do your outdoor workout, you go back to day one. You can justify it all fuck, all that you want. You can make all the reasons and excuses you want. The fact remains, you're back to day one. The program asked you, no, I actually didn't ask you, it said, it told you in black and white, one workout must be outdoors. If you didn't do that, you fucking failed. Go back to day one, try again. It's not saying you as a person are a failure. It is saying 
the program demanded X, Y, and Z. You only did Y and Z. You didn't do everything that it asked of you. So go back to day one, try again. All right? That's the separator between average people getting average results and outliers who get incredible results. They'll do whatever it fucking takes. Average people will take average actions. Uh, I don't feel like training today, so I'll put it off till tomorrow. Oh, it's a bit windy. It's oh, it could rain. I'm not sure if I'll go walking today. You know, it's these bitch ass excuses. You have to eliminate that from your from your mind and from your brain, from your thinking. So you gotta ask yourself, what do you want? Do you want average results or do you want incredible results? It might look like getting up earlier in the mornings. Maybe it's getting up 15 minutes earlier or 30 minutes earlier. Or maybe it means staying up later. I know that my sleep has modified a little bit since having a baby girl. And there's little things that I've had to change that perhaps in an ideal world, I would have liked to keep the same. But anyway, here we are. Decisions have to be made. You know, if the only time that you can exercise or go walking or go running is in the, is in the morning, that might mean going in pitch black. Maybe you have to buy yourself a little head torch so you've got a little light to flash so you can see where you're running. Or if you're going rucking, if you're doing weighted walking, if you're going for a ruck and you know maybe you're like me, you work split shifts, you work in the AM and the PM and you've got a, uh, a bit of a break in the middle, maybe that's the only time you can fit it in. And unfortunately, the middle of the day in Perth, Australia is fucking hot. We're in, the, we're in the middle of another fucking heat wave. It's 35 degrees in the middle of the day. Hey, maybe it means putting a long shirt on, a wide brim hat, putting some sunscreen on, getting after it. Set the clock, go. It might mean when you're doing your strength training that your next set of exercise is, it actually begins when the clock says go, not when you feel adequately rested and fully recovered. I had a similar thing yesterday. I've... Started back up with uh, Simple and Sinister after a little bit of a hand injury. And uh, I'm following the last week of the program that I was on to reaccustom myself to the weights. And I did a set every one minute 45. Whether I was ready or not, the clock was counting down. So when it has 10 seconds left to go, I know, shit, I've got to get near my kettlebell and get ready to swing it or do my get-ups. Every one minute 45, without fail, bang, go, bang, go, bang, go. It's not a suggestion. The clock doesn't ask me, hey, Jesse, have you uh, have you rested enough? Are you ready for another set? It just keeps going round and round and round and round. It resets at one minute 45, regardless if I am ready or not, whether I am rested or not, whether I have regained enough strength or not. It does not give a flying fuck. It takes what it takes. This is why I'm so hard on you guys listening. If you are regular listeners, you should be doing irregular things because you are developing the mindset and the understanding that this shit matters. And it's the same with the students that I work with. I'm so hard on everybody because I care. Okay, it's the small details. They do matter. And it's also because most trainers and coaches, they won't tell you this stuff because it's not sexy. It doesn't attract a large audience or you know get clicks and likes. I couldn't I couldn't care less. 
I tell you guys this stuff because it's the fucking truth. I would rather be honest and upfront with you so that you're mentally prepared for what's in store and also get you to the point where you are mentally that you need to be so that you can get the results that you want physically. There's no point me pissing in your pocket and saying, hey, Harold, this is going to be a piece of cake, man. Join my program. This will be a piece of cake, man. You'll love it. And then you come on the program and actually you find out, shit, this is a lot harder than you thought it was going to be. This is going to require more time and effort on your part than it was than you initially thought. That's just going to set you up for failure, isn't it? I'd rather tell you, hey, you've got these big goals. I think these are fucking awesome. I can see they're important to you. You've made the right step so far. I can see, you know, you're coachable. You listen. You have a good attitude. You're willing to put in the work. I have a program. It's going to challenge you. It's going to test you, but it's going to give you a systemized process from taking you to, from point A to point B. Are you ready to get started? If I do that and I'm honest with Harold and yourself beforehand, when you do decide to take the plunge and say, yes, I'm ready, you'll come on board and you'll be like, fuck yeah, Jesse was right. Yeah, it's challenging, okay? But, I was, but I'm aware of it. It's not, it's not new. It's not, you know, out of the blue. And this is the thing. Every goal has a framework and it has a blueprint for success, including yours, your goal. Okay, I'm sure there's somebody in the world of 7.5 billion people that is pursuing or has pursued a goal like yours. So there is a plan for it, whether it's to achieve your first pull-up, whether it's to do a two times body weight deadlift, whether it's to pass the uh, five-minute snatch test. Whatever a goal it is that you have, there is a plan for it. And if there's not, we create one. We reverse engineer. Your goal starts here. Let's work backwards and let's set some milestones that you must achieve to take you from point A to point B. Sound good? Perfect. Let's get started. That's the process. That's what's actually required. But you've got to get that through your head before you actually fucking start. Don't just try and make it up on the fly as you go because then you certainly will be disheartened when you get to a roadblock or you hit a plateau or you get to a T-junction. You're like, fuck, which way do I go? Does that make sense? And I know this is a bit long in the tooth today as well, but I'm giving you guys a lot of information here and I hope you're taking it on board because I give this information out because, because I care and it's for the people who wanna separate themselves from the pack. It is honestly for the outliers, the people who are sick and tired of being where they are, being frustrated and are prepared to do what's required. Simple as that, okay? I don't consider myself a motivational speaker or a motivational coach. My goal is to flip the switch inside of you mentally so that you know what's required and then you're actually willing to do those things. But at the end of the day, really, it's up to you whether or not you're willing and prepared to follow that plan and that process. Because not everybody is and that's okay. And that's why I say not everybody deserves results. Because the people who aren't willing to do the work, they're never gonna get the results. So I have no pity for them. I have no empathy, I have no sympathy. Why should I feel sad for you for not achieving your goals because you weren't willing to put in the work? Zero sympathy. You didn't want it bad enough. You weren't prepared to do what's required. 
Look in the mirror. Blame yourself. Don't blame me. Don't hate me for, you know, not empathizing with you and patting you on the back and saying, hey, hard luck. You know, life's just hard for you. Yeah, you got you, you were dealt a bad hand or, yeah, you're right. The, uh, you know, the program was unrealistic. No, the program wasn't unrealistic. You were unrealistic or you were unwilling or both. That's why I have little sympathy for people who aren't willing to take action because they're just not at the point mentally where they're prepared to fucking get after it to the level required. Like I said, it's up to you if you're willing and prepared to follow that plan. So ask yourself this. If you're not making the progress you want, are you happy with that? You've got to look yourself in the mirror and ask yourself this question. Am I doing everything that my goal requires of me every single day? And that's a loaded question. Are you doing the training? Are you doing the mental work? Reading books, listening to podcasts. If you're listening to my voice, yeah, you're ticking that box. You're listening to a podcast. You're getting information that can help you directly or indirectly with your goal. Are you hitting the nutrition box? Are you doing the recovery work? Maybe it's foam rolling. Maybe it's active recovery, like going for a jog. Maybe it's going in the pool. Are you sleeping seven hours or more? Quality sleep, restful sleep. Are you hydrated? Are you drinking three three liters of water a day? Okay. And this is the I want to I want to kind of start to round this out with this point here. There is a scorecard for your life and for your goals, okay? Every single day, you've got to rack up as many points as possible. However, there are no credits, there are no carryover points, and there are you don't get any reward for doing extra work today, okay? There are no points that roll over for tomorrow. So if you have a really great day, if you knock the ball out of the park, you get your sleep, you drink your water, you train the fucking house down and you make progress. Um, you know, you read your 10 pages, you listen to a podcast, you do all these things. Fuck yeah, absolutely crushed today. Go you, give yourself a huge pat on the back. Well done. Yes. Come tomorrow, you're back at zero. Yesterday does not matter. It's been, it's gone. It has no impact on today. You've got to do the same thing again. All of those points you accumulated yesterday, let's call it 100 points. You hit a perfect day. You hit 100 points. Tomorrow, you're back at zero. You have to try and build that point score back up to 100 all over again. Okay, so if you have, if you have a great day, awesome, well done. Come tomorrow, you're back at zero. Now, if you have a shit day and you rack up 38 points and you have an absolute terrible day, nutrition was shit, sleep was shit, Training was shit, or maybe you didn't train. You drank fuck all water. All right, whatever. Shit day. Acknowledge it, yep, whatever, deal with it. Come tomorrow, you're back at zero again, and you get the opportunity to try again. Again, we're trying to take the emotion out of these things. If you did really well, yes. Give yourself a pat on the back, but do not rest on your laurels. Do not think that you get an extra point tomorrow or an extra 20 points to kickstart the day. No, no, no. You're back at zero. Do it all over again. And then on the flip side, if you fuck up, if you have a bad day, things go off plan, or you know, your day becomes quite chaotic and you don't get what you need done, hey, shit happens. 
That's life. Wipe the slate clean. Come tomorrow, you're back at zero. Build those points up again. One day is not going to make or break your progress, but the level of consistency that you perform at certainly will. Guys, just to finish off, this is the deal. Again, this is not up for interpretation. It's not up for discussion. I'm not here to debate this with you. These are the facts. Every single day, you have to rack up the score. You've got to accumulate as many ticks as possible towards your specific goal. Whether it's the hypertrophy, building muscle, building strength, losing fat, increasing fitness, whatever your goal is, you've got to tick as many fucking points on the board as possible every day. If you do that, you will succeed. If you don't do that, you won't. And it takes what it takes. You don't have to like it. You just have to fucking do it. Be stronger than your emotions. Do what the plan requires of you. Every single day. That's it, guys. That's the price. That's what it takes. The price for greatness is fucking steep. And you have to decide whether or not you're willing to pay it. I'll leave that choice up to you. If you loved the wake-up call, found it entertaining, or got some benefit out of listening, I would appreciate you helping me to spread the word. Please, share it with a friend or on social media so that you can pay it forward and give someone else the opportunity to improve themselves like you just have. Thanks for listening. We'll see you soon for another episode.